as you are very well aware, and some of you astute among you have ascertained, uh, today is a little bit different, and uh, we've called a degeneration service. Um, I'm blessed to be able to today um, unpack a scripture with my generation's team's help. It's very complex. In fact, we're, we're wrestling with something, and I think you'll pick it up as we go along. And uh, I'm going to invite Liz, first of all, to come and share our scripture reading this morning. So let's give it up for Liz. The scriptures from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 23 and 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Mrs. Barrett, my name is Lily Grace Stacy, and I will be interviewing you today. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Lily. What was your favourite subject in school? Oh, um, I loved reading. I wasn't very good at arithmetic, <laughs> but I loved reading. What is arithmetic? <laughs> oh, arithmetic, that sums. What school are you at? I go to Bethlehem College. What's your favourite subject at school? Um, maybe like reading, like you. Oh, well, you like reading too. Me too. I loved reading. Are you good at sums? Well, in that, I'm learning the family of facts. When you get three numbers, then you have to make four different equations with them. <laughs> Oh, you've gone past me. <laughs> what was your favourite junk food when oh, you were junk food. Um, We didn't really have very much choice. I loved um, um, steak and kidney pie pudding. It was beautiful. And we used to um, roast chestnuts. <gasps> have you had roasted chestnuts? No. Oh, they were lovely. <laughs> what was the first bit of technology in your home when you were eight? Oh, you've got so many things today. Do you know when I first went to school, um, I used to write with a, um, a slate. <laughs> but today you've got computers, you've got all sorts of things. Uh, makes it so much easier, I think. What chores did you have to do when you were eight? Oh, we had to make our own bed. Oh, every morning. <laughs> and I, nobody, nobody ever came forward and said, I'll make it for you. And we had to wash our own dishes. In those days, we had a sink. And we just had a bowl in the sink. Just hot, um, hot water from the kettle. We didn't have a tap that turns on with hot water. <laughs> we didn't have any modern conveniences at all. Well, but what sort of things do you do? Um, do you make your own bed? Mm-hmm. Oh. And I have to tidy my room sometimes. Oh. And 
and I have to sometimes um, every week I swap jobs and the three jobs there are is feeding the dog and setting the oh, table and oh. unloading the dishwasher. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so you didn't do your own dishes. The dishwasher did it for you. Yeah. Oh, lucky. But I never had a pet. Did you, you obviously have a little dog? He's quite big. It's a big dog. <laughs> oh, I would, I would have loved to have had a dog or a cat, but we didn't. How did you learn to know Jesus? Um, I sat on the bed one day and I said, would I be good enough? No, please God, would I be good enough? And, and I said, I had a beautiful vision, and the vision, the vision was of a, a bud like that, and it very slowly opened into full bloom, and it was a beautiful rose. <laughs> so it was, I didn't know what was happening then, so I had to ask somebody what had happened. And they told me that I had a vision and that I should be baptised. And I was. And I gave my heart to the Lord. What are you most looking forward to about heaven? Oh. Oh, I'll meet Jesus. I'm looking forward to that. And he'll take me when he's ready. But, um, um, I'm, I'm hoping to meet my family. I've got a daughter over there that is, she, she too is in heaven, and a husband. And so it would be very nice to meet them. I'm sure I will. What's the most important thing a kid can learn about Jesus? That Jesus died on the cross. And um, he died to take away our sins. He, on his shoulders, but the most important that he rose again. Thank you, Frida, for coming and talking with us today. Maybe we can talk together again in the future. Oh, there. That was a joy. Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Brian, and this is Joe. Uh, we oversee the Phase Youth Ministry Intermediates in, here at BBC. And this morning, we'd like to speak to you about the verse, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. So what does it mean to be faithful? What does it mean to believe that someone is faithful? A, faith, a faithful person can be trusted. If they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. We can trust them. For me, it all comes down to trust. So this morning, we're going to run a bit of an experiment. Um, we all trust in God, but this morning, I, I wonder out there, who, who actually trusts me? Any hands? I trust you, Brian. Anyone else trust Brian? Want a show of hands? There's a few hands out there. Thank you. It's nice people. to see. <laughs> okay, let's put it another way. Would you trust me if I was to pour a cup of water over your head with the promise you won't get wet. Raise your hands if you still trust me. So the promise oh, is you're not so, going to get wet. Who are we going to go for? Who are we going to choose? When he pours the cup of water. Come on up. Yes. 
Who have you yes. chosen? Who's going to come? Yeah, come on. Red and white stripy shirt. Okay. Here we go. So is this cup of water? This cup of water, yes. You put quite a lot of water in there. You're going to pour this one that we all this saw. Cup of water? Not, not a little bit of water. All that water. Okay. Up. Oh, another red stripy shirt. Cool. I'm grab, grab a Have seat a here. Have a seat down here. And what's um, your name? Ollie. Ollie? Thanks so much, Ollie. You, you trust me? Yeah. Wow. Shall I put some towels down? I mean, we, we you know, won't just need the to towels. be on the... We really? Because that was a lot of water you put no, in there. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You trust wow. me, Ollie, Ollie. You trust yeah? him? You trust okay. Brian? Okay. Ollie's okay. Going to trust me. Okay. So the whole so cup of water over his head and he's, you're promising he's not going to get wet. That's the trust. Okay. That's the trust thing. I, I trust you too. Go. I like to see this. Are you ready, Ollie? Should, okay. we, should we give you a countdown? I think so. Here we yeah? go. Yeah? Are we ready? Three, two, one. Whoa. Thanks, Ollie. Thanks you so much for trusting me. So here we go. We poured the water. It's so much easier to trust someone once you've seen that they're actually trustworthy. Shall we run that again then? Shall we see who wants to come and sit in the chair now and have a cup of water poured over their head? Now that we can promise you that you won't get wet. Do you trust Brian? I mean, who would like to do hands? that now? Gosh, oh, there's so many more people want to have Emily, a go at this me. now. Thanks, <laughs> we, won't, we won't do it again though, for time. So sometimes it can feel like this with God. We need him to help us, but we're sometimes not sure if he will. We pray for things, but do we have the faith that he will come through for us? Do you know that God is faithful, that he will do what he says he will do? That's right. In the Bible, God promises that he will always be with us. He tells us that he cares for us. He tells us that he works all things for the good of those who love him. And the good of those who love him, that's us. We are those who love him. He's working everything for our good. But do we trust him when he says those things? So maybe, just like the cup of water, we need to remember a time when God did come through for us. Maybe we can build our trust by asking other people about times when God came through for them. Is anyone in the congregation this morning able to give us a short, three short sentences about when God came through for them? Anyone here? Here we go, there's a hand over here. Um, we were in Christchurch and um, we were moving to Taronga. And I thought, oh no, again, a new city, trying to get to new people. And I pray that God will give me a friend and someone that I could connect um, in a deeper level. And after a while, someone asked me, do you want to get together to pray together every week? And from that grew up the most strong and deep friendship. So I was really grateful for that answer to my prayer. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. Another short testimony. Anyone in the audience, in the congregation? Here we go. On right at the back. Mid-1980s, a big group of us, we were lost on Mount Tongariro on North Crater off track. Um, over an hour, getting cold. Some may be possible hypothermia happening. The leaders of our group eventually stopped walking in circles because we were following our own tracks and got down on knees and prayed for direction. Got up, 
and just got overpowered with the sulfur smell. We knew we were just 10 minutes above Kitatahi Hot Springs and we're all back on the track within 15 minutes. So cool, thank you. Awesome. So actually, we can see through these stories that God really does come through for us. He always works everything for our good. And maybe we don't see it at the time, but when we look back days, weeks, sometimes years later, we see that he was working on our behalf. Sometimes it happens instantaneously, like in that story. We get a miracle and we see that God is faithful to us 100% all the time. And we don't just see these, this in the stories that we tell each other. We also see it in the Bible. We see it over and over again as we read our Bibles. So can anyone think of any stories, examples from the Bible of a time where God looked after someone, where he came through, where he was faithful? Oh, look, we've got one already. Anna, do you want the microphone back? Oh, you've got one. Um, the one with Daniel and the lion, where um, when Daniel prayed for him to shut the lion's mouth and that he would that they wouldn't eat him, God um, shut the lion's mouth. Awesome. So the more we read and listen to these stories of God's faithfulness, the more we build our faith and learn to put our trust in him. As it says in 1 Thessalonians, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. That's right, our God. He sent his son to die for you because he loves you. He calls you to be his child. He cares for you deeply. He listens to you, and he wants the best for you. So pray to him, put your faith in him. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Thank you, Chet. So we're just going to go through another song if you guys want to stand up and worship with us. You call me out upon the
our real need is knowing God. No material items can give us peace. Only Jesus can give us peace. We need relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need to encounter our King. That's what gives us peace. God, show me who you've created me to be. I want to be who you created me to be. The King is calling. His arms are open. Read the Bible. Sit at his feet. Praise him. Listen. Pray. Communion with the Holy Spirit brings overflow. Our real need is knowing God. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. This is our King. Good morning, church. How are we doing? Don't you love that? Read the Bible. Man, come on. Hey, uh, my name is uh, Ben Derry. I have the privilege of um, leading our youth ministry here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. And we have some really talented um, youth um, in, our, in our youth group. And one of those is Annalise Penhay. And um, she loves to write poems and uh, do spoken words. And unfortunately, um, she's sick this morning, so she can't do it, but you're stuck with me. Who's excited about that? So I'll, I'm going to read uh, her poem, but let, let me pray and, and then I'll, I'll read that for us. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much um, for your great love um, for us. Uh, God, we thank you for Annalise, and God, we thank you for the gifts and abilities that you've um, bestowed upon her. And God, we just ask a real blessing on her, and God, a real healing um, as she's um, feeling sick this morning. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Blameless. Be blameless, they said. Be perfect. Never falter. Be sincere. But we can never be. Because if blameless means to be perfect, then it is pointless. Because if it was possible, then what's the need for a saviour? We should be able to cast Jesus aside and make our own path if that is the case. And the more we try to cover up our uncleanliness, the more dirty we'll become. Because that's what we're really doing, is we're dressing up in muddy clothes under the clean. And as time goes on, the mud underneath begins to surface and people begin to see what's truly beneath. So we fall into a mental state of less than perfect, facing the consequences of stress and anxiety. Because won't these church people judge you? What does it mean to be blameless anyway? If it's not to be perfect, then I don't know what to say. But what do you say, church? Is blameless to be faultless? Human perfection? Sincerity? Or accepting your faults through and through, because you tell yourself, if you accept your imperfections, leaving them to mature, who can truly convict you? Well, Jesus, that too. Thank you. Good morning. 
Thank you, Ben. My name is Mandy, and I have the amazing privilege of um, leading the children's church at BBC and taking these complicated scriptures and unpacking them in such a way that hopefully the children will understand them. And they do because we use skits, we use object lessons, we have a whole lot of fun as we teach these children to worship our Lord in, in spirit and in truth. So this morning I'm going to ask um, Jacob West and Liam Turner to come up and take us through one of the object lessons in line with 1 Thessalonians 5.23, which is that our God of peace sanctifies us through and through. Enjoy. Morning church. Hello. Yo, okay. We see in John 17, verse 17, it's um, Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before um, he's uh, taken to be crucified. It says, Sanctify them through thy truth. God's word is the truth. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, Paul writes, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. This tells us that our God of peace sanctifies us through his words. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through Jesus. Jesus is the truth and the word. So what does it mean to be sanctified? What we will need is this bowl of water, some soap, some black paint, and some paper towels. Let's begin with the paint. This is black today, and it will represent sin. Sin is something we do wrong that may hurt ourselves, others, and God. Sin leaves a stain. Nothing we do on our own will get rid of this stain. Look at my hands now. As you can see, I am covered in sin and need to get rid of it in my life. Maybe if we pray and ask God to take the sin away, it will help. Let's use the soap. Apply in generous amounts. Prayer is good. We can ask God to forgive us of all our sins. But how can the sin be spreading if we have been praying? Maybe I didn't pray hard enough. Maybe I need others to pray for me. Or maybe God's just not listening to my prayers. Maybe I'm a bad person. Why don't my prayers work? Wait a minute. I have something important right here in front of me. And it's been here the whole time. It's the bowl of water. This water represents the Word of God, and when I apply the Word of God to my life, God's truth cleanses me. God's truth cleanses me. <laughs> Still cleansing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God's truth applied in our lives takes away sin and even our desire to sin. Jesus said we can come to him as we are. We need to get immersed in the water, the word of God. Jesus' blood has made you clean. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He took on your sin when he died on the cross for you. Jesus, the very word of God, took on my sin, our sin, and our punishment when he went on the cross to die for us so that you and me could have eternal life with him. He is our Prince of Peace. Thank you. Beautiful. So it's taking scripture and just learning it in a really fun, practical way. And that's what we do Sunday to Sunday. It's a lot of fun. So we've had the 
another incredible privilege of the Turners serving in Kids Church with us and taking our children through a song called Wonderful God this year. And we sing it in the beginning or at the end of every service. And it's just been such a beautiful statement and, and declaration that we've sung in services to just remind us and the children that no matter what your circumstances, God is good. He's unchanging. He is faithful. He's wonderful. He's unchanging. He's loyal. And so we just keep trying to get these truths into the children. And one of the most powerful ways is through song. So the Turners are going to sing for us with some of the children, well, all of our kids today. So just enjoy this. While they're singing, some of our children will be walking around handing out little scripture cards. We chose about 15 scriptures. And over the last two or three weeks, the children have just been writing encouraging messages on those. So they'll be going out into the congregation while they're singing. Enjoy. So, yeah, hey guys. So, um, the song called Wonderful God, it's a song that I wrote. Um, and yeah, it's not just for kids, it's for everyone because we all need to be reminded about who our God is and how wonderful He is. So, uh, yeah, just sing along if you want and yeah, enjoy. bright and blue and I feel your creation calling to me birds chirping colors bloom and all I want to do is lift my hands and sing so I will so I Shines on my face, the breeze is your love washing over me. You have new mercies every day. How could I not lift my hands and sing? It's got music good. We have a wonderful God, He's faithful, loyal. We have a wonderful God, He's unchanging, unfailing, and that's our wonderful God, and that's our wonderful God, Jesus died for me. His spirit lives in me. I am a child of God. I believe. And I believe he rose again. And he's prepared a place for me in heaven. So I'll sing. I'll sing. So I'll sing. I'll sing. We have a wonderful God. Unchanging, unfailing, and that's our wonderful God, and that's our wonderful God, and that's our wonderful God. Here we go, declare this. 
I know Jesus loves me, his love never fails. I know I'm forgiven, even when I make mistakes. I know I am chosen to be a child of the risen King. unchanging, unfailing. We have a wonderful God. He's faithful, loyal. We have a wonderful God. He's unchanging, unfailing. And that's our wonderful God. That's our wonderful God. And that's our wonderful God. One more time, we've ever seen a God. And that's our wonderful God. Awesome. Well done. Are we blessed? One of the things uh, today is we're trying to make a very complex theological word simple for you. And every single week, our teams across the board, and they, they minister to some 600 or so young people right through to Encore, they're making these kinds of scriptures simple for us to understand, to make God, to make Jesus, to make the Holy Spirit understandable for us. And uh, this morning I, I elicited their help, their creative spark, because sometimes uh, we learn better through these kinds of lessons. And uh, we, uh, we're just blessed this morning to have them. So thank you teams for uh, participating with us. One of the things that I love about scriptures, it talks over and over that one generation will speak to the other the truths about who God is. And uh, right at the start, we saw Lily ask Frida this question, what do you think heaven's going to be like? And without missing a beat, I look forward to meeting Jesus. Sometimes we can think that uh, when we talk about truth of Scripture, we talk about the truth of the Word, that it's one directional, don't we? I love how this morning you are being led in an understanding of these scriptures from the bottom up in some senses, from our tamariki forward. These lessons sometimes can be shared uh, more poignantly than through uh, preaching. This morning we had three short lessons. The first one was from our phase team. That God is faithful. That our God is a God who can be trusted to do what he said he will do. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. He is true. 
That's an amazing thing to actually get in your life, isn't it? Something to really sit with you and understand in a new way. And then we were led by Ben in this spoken word from from Annalise. Understanding the fact that you and I today stand blameless because of what Jesus did. Because he is good. If we could keep ourselves blameless, one of the lines says, then what would we need of a savior? Today we stand where we are. We, we are who we are because Jesus came and he died for us. And then our kids, our kids team helped us to understand again what it means to have a God of peace who loves us and leads us. The big word that we're trying to make simple is this one. Sanctification. You see, we can't make that word simple without taking it to pieces like that. And all throughout 1 Thessalonians, we've been learning what it means to be a part of this process of sanctification, of God's loving and guiding work. You see, sanctification is a work of God from the beginning to the end. But we partner with him in it. You see, there's this great little scripture, uh, this great, great little um, quote that says, the journey of sanctification is a progressive transformation into Christ-likeness. Yes, it's a work of God, but it's a partnership of us with God in that. You see, I, I, I love this image here. And most of us, Uh, who live in Tauranga, understand this image more poignantly than others. You see, this big tanker I would see as being our life, our life that is being kept blameless by Jesus and the process and and the big oceans. But the two tugboats, the one pushing and pulling, I would say are the Word of God and the Spirit of God. You see, the sanctification process is an ongoing thing that we, it doesn't come to, com- to completion until we meet him again in eternity. Sanctification, although very complex and there's been tomes and tomes of theological work written about it, very simply is us partnering with God in his plans and purposes for our life and becoming more like his son, Jesus this morning, uh, I've got uh, the team, our youth team, and Ella and Ben are going to come and lead us in a song, uh, a new song for, for us as a community, uh, but it's a powerful song, and it has this line in it that says, because of Jesus, my heart is clean. This morning, as they lead us, and it is a beautiful song, if you want to stand, you can, if you want to sit, if you want to kneel. I want you to take a moment and think through some of these lessons that you've learned this morning. They were simple, but they were not simplistic. Our God wants to partner with us in our journey of faith. And we need to realize that God is faithful, that Jesus keeps us blameless. But sanctification and the process of sanctification is a partnership we make with our word and with the spirit. Thanks, Ella. Precious blood has made me forget
Because of Jesus, my. 